Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showens. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. That was much better. I'm Hugh. All right. See, <laughs> this is why I don't change things. <laughs> because I talk about it on mic? No, I was okay with that. I, I was actually going to reference it myself. But um, you know what? We're just going to let that be, and they'll, they'll have to wait until the end to figure out what we're talking about. Yeah, make 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 sure you listen to the end of the episode. Uh, but, you know, what you were saying in there is it's Saturday night, and this is something a little different for us, Paul. Yes, we never do evening podcasts i believe at one point you wanted to do evening podcasts and refer to them as beer bastards but that became a segment rather than an actual lifestyle which is probably good for us probably because we would probably <laughs> both be alcoholics and um divorced probably yeah hovering over a hot plate <laughs> <laughs> be a garbage can somewhere we'd be r- running a, a a cord out of somebody's window for power to power up the uh, the board and everything <laughs> recording yeah, this backyard. Whole, hey, homeless guy, what did you think of the most recent issue of X-Men? I can see it now. Right? Give me a dollar. Just <laughs> Only if you use it to buy comics. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be our lives. Maybe one of our lives soon. Who knows? <laughs> so we generally start off with saying, uh, what's got you geeked? But we're going to do something first. Because since it's Saturday night, we're going to have a few beers. We're going to talk about them. Um, we don't have to go too in-depth. This doesn't have to be crazy beer bastards. But here's the thing. I brought four brand new beers that I brewed that Paul and I are going to drink over the course of the show. He may drink more. I, I don't know. But I have to drive home. So we have to start now. Right. We can't wait until ten minutes before we stop recording and then pound four beers. Because then I'm not going to be back until I'm out of jail. So <laughs> so I'm okay with this. Now, yeah. do you want to point out our glass? Actually, should we take a picture of this? I think we should. All That's right. a good idea. Because, I mean, I'm actually getting to use my, my coolest pint glasses that I own. <clears throat> Let me do this. I will do the honors. All right. And while you're taking the picture and posting it to the Facebook, that is going to puzzle people because this is going to go up way sooner than the episode. Oh, are you staging it with a new... Actually, I'm just trying to get not get the background in it. Oh, I appreciate that because we may have some creepers out there. All right. Picture is taken. All right, and that picture is of two pine glasses full of Hugh's first beer Not uh, of first, the night. First beer of the, of the night. night, yes. Not that he's drinking of the night either. I mean, well, it will be the first one that you drink tonight. Yes, it will but be But it's first not one your first batch either. No, it's not my first batch. Uh, so what this is, it's a pineapple IPA. Um, I have four beers tonight. For us to try, two of them uh, are are past. You know, they're they're done. They're they're ready. The other two, technically, I would have normally uh, let them sit for another week because uh, I like to let them carbonate for three weeks. But usually, after two weeks, they're ready. I don't know. These are some strange flavors. We'll see how it goes. But this first one's pretty mild. Um, 
I used about half the uh, the the pineapple that generally is called for because my first uh, foray into fresh fruit uh, involved <laughs> an exploding keg. So I decided to cut it back. Uh, the, it helps that my kegs are now up in my office right now because it's too cold in the basement with it being winter. So I mean, the first couple days I just kept unscrewing the cap a little, letting some of the gas out and putting it back on. Nice. So next time I will probably add more pineapple to this. Uh, I am told that you can still taste it. It is very mild, but. Salud. Let's do it. You've got that look. Because it's an IPA. Yeah, I know. It's That's what my only thing. I, I just don't like IPAs. But it does have a nice, heady taste to it. I like yeah. it. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of IPA going on tonight. <laughs> well, I'll counteract my hard cider yeah, afterwards. There you go. So. See, see, the problem is, generally, I decide what kind of beer I'm brewing by what kind of... Uh, uh, LMEs I can get on sale, and IPAs were cheaper than the other ones. Hey, why not? For a bit, so. And not to mention, most of the world loves IPAs right now. I'm the weirdo, which is not unusual for me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're absolutely right there. <sighs> so, and, <clears throat> What? I'm getting some weird feedback out of the headphones. <laughs> is it telling you you suck? Yes. <laughs> Stop recording! <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, that's probably just in my head, isn't it? <clears throat> no, no, that that's what I was saying. Oh, I thought there was weird whispering going on. Um so no, it's good. For for being an IPA, I'm digging it, especially drinking out of a Green Lantern class. Now so. can can you get can you get the pineapple? It's very faint. No, I don't get pineapple out of it. Yeah, I and you know, I feel like it tasted more like pineapple uh when I first cracked the batch. Um yeah. I haven't had any for a couple weeks, so uh, it definitely has mellowed out. But, you know, as far as IPAs go, I mean, you know, I mean, we've talked about this, uh, especially when we've been, you know, out of town trying, you know, beers at bars. Uh, <laughs> I don't... of beers yeah. at bars. I, I'm not particularly an IPA fan because they all kind of taste the same. Um, but there certainly seems to be more uh, innovation going on in yeah. that in that realm right now than in any other realm. Uh, if you just look at the uh, craft beer section... Everybody, every company's got like five different IPAs. Yes, yes. And it's, for me, it's unfortunate because I do like trying new shit, but I just I can't do the IPAs for the most part. Well, don't this, worry. This is more mild. Like I said, I, I can dig this. Yeah. I do dig it. The next one's not going to be an IPA. That's going to be interesting. So we'll uh, continue on. I'll tell you what's got me geeked, even though you didn't ask, Paul, you bastard. You derailed uh, <laughs> me. Right uh, what has me geeked? A uh, little TV stuff going on. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff got renewed, uh, including uh, the entire CW lineup yes. got renewed for another year. And super exciting. Yeah, yes. especially for, for me, because Supernatural, I believe it's a 13th season. I know uh, you don't know that, and everybody probably thinks you know there's something wrong with me, because they think Supernatural is just for housewives and stuff, but uh, it's still one of my favorite shows. Wait, seriously? Like, that's yeah, a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. I remember that was such a badass show, and like I had to quit watching it because Kristen wouldn't watch it. Like It scared the pants it, off her. It's weird. A lot of people think that it's all housewives that love the show, because you know they think the guys on the show are hot um i've been watching since day one okay and, and at that point there was no hubbub about them being hot it was just a buffy was gone i believe angel ended the year before as well there wasn't a lot of genre tv on and here was this show that was like a horror movie show and i was right. like okay now have the the two main stars kind of turned into like you know sex symbols for middle-aged housewives yes they actually have that kind of is where it's gone but i mean i've been there since the beginning i'm, I'm not gonna ever stop watching the show until it's done 
And so I'm really happy about that. The other thing that has me happy is uh, American Horror Story has been renewed for two seasons. Two seasons. Two. Nice. Through season nine. Now, you know, what's interesting is there's a couple things you might not know. Uh, First of all, uh, the creator has said that there is going to be a crossover season. And we don't know if this is one of those two seasons, but they are going to cross over a bunch of different seasons of the show. Now, if you've watched American Horror Story, you know that all of those these different seasons, even though they're vastly different stories, they're all connected because occasionally a character from one, you'll find out they exist in the other world. These all definitely happen in the same universe, even though they're as far away from each other as they could possibly be. Um, so we don't know exactly what, what that's going to, um, what form that will take. The other thing is he came out and said that there is a secret season of American Horror Story, uh, something he's been working on. Don't know if it's filmed or just written or all done. No, He said nobody knows about it, uh, so I would assume that one of these two seasons is not it. So I think it's safe to assume that counting whatever the secret season is, we have at least three seasons left of this show. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and it, nobody knows. Is it going to be an online thing? What is it? But I, that's all he'll say is he has a secret season that he's been working on for years. So I find that really interesting. That's really cool. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I've never watched the show. It's just not one I've ever gotten into. Well, but have you tried? No. Well, then there you go. Yeah. How can you get it? That's like saying, you know, I, I I don't like porridge. Well, have you tried porridge? No. I don't like it. Like, what? <laughs> that's basically my kids, yeah. Anything that's not chicken tenders, you know, fuck that. So... Uh, now, you're looking at me funny because I'm over here messing with my phone. Yes. Um, what I did is, because it is a, kind of a, a special recording here, um, which I really haven't even gotten into that part either, but everything about this is different for us because Saturday night, Yeah. Um, the way I see it is we're getting back to form where it's going to be buddies hanging out again. Good. That's what I want to go with here. <clears throat> which is, we'll tie back into this because this is kind of what's got me geeked too, and I really don't think they need to hear me cracking my knuckles on the mics, but, you know. Probably not. Whatever, it's my show, I'll do what I want. So <laughs> Yeah, you keep telling me that. <laughs> hey, I brought cookies this time, so <laughs> can't complain. You bring beer, I bring cookies. How would that work? I'd say we're even. <laughs> All right. Um, but I just decided to jump on, uh, on the Twitter feed and put it out there that we are uh, recording as, as we speak, and if anyone's got anything they want to add to the show... You know, now's the time to do it. So we are going to take any questions that may come in over the course of it, as long as I remember to keep checking it. So that would be cool. So I, uh, I tweeted out, "Hey peeps, we are live, right? Flarking now. Tweet us with questions if you want them answered on the new episode." So, but to continue on, I mean, I'm folks out there have to have already noticed something's different about the show. Really, what could that be? The brand new show open, and they'll also hear the brand new show close. All these are going to debut with this episode. Fantastic. It's like an old pig and a new set of clothes. Exactly. Is that like putting lipstick on a pig? Sort of. The other one? Okay. Yeah, you're going to get weird pauses throughout the show. Fucking deal with it. We're drinking beer. And this is probably why we don't record at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, it's 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 like we've said before. Uh, you know, we kind of don't have a regular friendship because we always have to talk about the shit we want to talk about on mic. So, uh, I mean, this is closer to what regular guys do. You know, I'm getting ready to leave the house. My wife's like, you know, we'll have fun. I'll just be here alone. And she wasn't really giving me a hard time. She was just picking. But I'm like, you know, I, I have said to her uh, in the past, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry when Geekpod takes me away from you. But, you know, I could be going out for poker night with my buddies. 
Very or, true. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go talk about comic books with another guy who loves comic books. I mean, the safest place in the world right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because trust me, we don't get a lot of options. Yeah. Way. And, and yeah. This, this is my only social life, so... Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of neat to do it later at night, have a few beers, you know, a little more camaraderie and that kind of thing. Definitely. Also more awake. I definitely feel more awake than we do during the normal uh, recordings. You know, the, the live ones are usually running around, you're stressed out. The other ones, you know, we're generally recording in the morning. So, uh, yeah, this is cool. Speaking of our live events that seem to be taking over just about everything we do now, because... I mean, I, hopefully it'll they'll go out in order, but, I mean, last night we just did the Think Geek premiere. Yes, we did. And I was kind of reflecting on it driving home last night, and it occurred to me that we do a lot of fucking live shows. We do? A lot. Like, in the last year, it's kind of been nuts. I, I almost, I'd be surprised to... Uh or be shocked to see the numbers. I, I wonder if we've done as many live shows as we have actual recordings. That's that's a very good question. And we, we know who we should point to to find out that information. Would it be the GeekPod archivist? Yes. Yes. I, uh, I, I was bothering her earlier about that other project that I told you I did today. Yeah. And Because um, I was asking her if what she thought was our... putting our best foot forward for that. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it veiled because... Basically, chance. he doesn't want to tell you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, and uh, it kind of threw her off, actually, with um, how to answer the questions. But this is really not compelling because I really can't talk about a lot of it. Yeah, and since you gave me very scant details, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So <laughs> The the two to, that needed to be sent in. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she wasn't really good at answering that, and she's going to love hearing that when, when this comes out. But anyway, thanks again, Laura. I appreciate it. Um, but this is what's got me geeked, since this is what I'm supposed to be answering. Yeah. Um, my whirlwind weekend of podcasting. Now, I'll explain that. Yesterday, we did the Think Geek. Tonight, we're doing Geek Pod. Tomorrow, I'm doing... Episode 2 of a new show that I want to discuss in a little while. You already know the one I'm talking about. But, uh, most importantly, I think, because we haven't really discussed it yet, and I haven't mentioned it to the audience, um, Monday night, I start my first ever podcast venture outside of the Geek Pod banner. Because he's a pod whore. Yes. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Paul just wants you to like him. Please, people, like him. Yes, love me. Just love me. No, I'm, I'm really good with that. I, I, I'm getting that from all sides. I'm good. Wow, that sounds bad. That is not what I meant. Yes, it is. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Just in case, you know, my wife listens. No, I'm not. Totally not. Anyway, what is this venture that you're going to be doing? This venture is a brand new show called Grown Ass Geeks. Um, I am actually taking the Mike 2 position on it. Well, I'm surprised you ever let anybody put you down to mic, too. All right. <laughs> that kind of like no one puts baby in a corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the one and only uh, Dirty Dancing reference we'll make? I really hope to Christ it is. <laughs> you and me both. One down. Oh, he's motioning. 
you want to do the intro on this next one, or are we not going into it yet? Uh, next. Oh, go no, Beer. go ahead. Talk, no. talk about your... Uh, um, so, I, I've told you about this before. You're not being blindsided, right? Actually, I don't think you have. Um, I think I have, because I made sure you were cool with it maybe before I, I went Maybe I just it. didn't have details on it. Go ahead. Maybe not. This, uh, this is going to be, like I said, my first foray outside of um, home field advantage, I guess you could say. It's no longer a Geek Pod show, um, but hell, he's been mentioned enough on here. It's it's with our good friend El Sedano from Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he reached out to me and asked if I wanted to, you know, partner up to a show with him. And I mean, seriously, am I going to say no? That's that's not what I'm going to do. But we uh, we started. Putting it together, excuse me, he um, he actually let me name it. That's where the grown ass geeks came up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not letting me use the threes. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't offer to. We didn't want to put that in there. But it's exciting. It's, it's going to be um, not a far cry from what we do. Okay. It, it's going to be observations from you know geeks who've actually found women and gotten married and living the life and. So, get ready to check that out whenever he decides to. Now, is that going to? We going to drop that in our feed as well, or is that all him? Um, we haven't discussed that yet, but that's what I was planning. I, I, I thought it'd be a good idea to cross promote. Okay. So that uh, I don't know when the show will actually hit because he may listen back and be like, "Yeah, this is not a good idea." <laughs> I may never see the light of day. Are you guys are you're, now? You're doing that over Skype? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are you pouring there? This is going to be very interesting. This is a Chipotle Lime Oktoberfest. Interesting, now, that's if right. You, you recall um, I was drinking one of these when I tried them, and I texted you, and I said it made the back of my throat numb. I wasn't sure if it was from the chili peppers or the alcohol content. Um, I didn't do anything to boost that, so it's probably from the chili pepper. But here, here's the thing about this. Uh, you know I tried to do uh, red pepper flakes before. Mm-hmm. Know, dried red pepper, yeah, and in that lime one, and you could you got the you got the heat, but not the lime, I believe. Yes. So I decided to kick it up a notch. What I got is some dried chipotles, you know, nice big whole ones. Now most recipes I've read say put one or two chipotles in for the second batch uh, or for the the secondary fermenting or whatever for like two to three days. Me, I put four of them in the boil and dumped it all in the keg and left it there for the full three weeks. Because oh I, I wanted to see what this could do. I wanted to see how much flavor I could actually get out of those chipotles. Uh, what's really interesting about this, I think, is that... Now, you're either going to think that this tastes like a backyard barbecue or you're going to think it tastes like an ashtray. Um i kind of being facetious with the I ashtray hope, I hope so. Well, a little bit. Well, here's the thing. The smoky flavor really came through. Okay. The chipotle flavor is very strong, and I like it. Um, I think it would be something I would def- I would want to drink and drink at a backyard barbecue. It reminds me of summer. Uh, I was just really impressed with how how much the flavor came through. And what's interesting is it really doesn't come through in the smell. Yours is still kind of settling, but you can probably get some other smell that. Are you getting any smoke? It's- I'm getting something. What am I getting? Go ahead and take a sip. I don't know if I get... Whoo! Wow! That's got some zing to it. Yeah, it does. 
That's not a bad zing, though. It's not. It's. I'm so surprised by this. That's, but the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a surprising. You've got thing. the smoke, though, don't you? I mean, yeah. it's it's backyard barbecue beer. Holy crap! That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can't decide if it's really good or not, but it certainly. I mean the uh, the experiment was a success. Hmm. This definitely showed me that chipotles are uh, a viable way to add flavor to a beer, and there's a little heat there as you drink it. You're, you're yeah. gonna get it. Well, that's I, I got the the heat. I must be more sensitive to the heat in these things than you are, because like you said, the last time I didn't get any of the lime. Do you generally um, eat a lot of spicy food? Some. See, I I love spicy food, so I probably eat a lot more of it. I mean, so spicy food is a daily thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of food, by the way, Paul, I have to apologize in advance. You're gonna um, fart on me? Well, well, we, that's possible. Okay. Um, last night I had for dinner, I had Taco Bell. For breakfast this morning, I made a bean and uh, cheese quesadilla. No, nice. bean, cheese, and egg quesadilla, actually. I see, I did uh, put some breakfast in there, at yeah, least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for lunch, I had um, beans and rice. And for dinner, I had chili. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I didn't even do that on purpose until I got to the chili and said, yeah, it's going to look like I did this on purpose. Powering through this now. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I found, though, since um, I've been, uh, you know, we're back on our diet now. I mean, yes, I did say I had Taco Bell last night. That's not part of the diet. <laughs> But um, we're back in our diet now, and I have discovered because uh, one of the hardest things with dieting is getting the right amount of protein. Okay, it's easy to find good foods that are low in calorie, but you need to hit a certain amount of protein because protein is what fills you up and makes you feel full. Uh, it's really important when you're dieting. So I have uh, discovered the wonders of refried beans. Now I, I kind of was going on a whole Mexican kick the you know when before we uh, took our little break for the holidays uh, from dieting. Um, I mean, I've discovered I really love Mexican food. I talked about that restaurant. What was it? Santa something or other. I can't remember the name of it. I know how to get there. Um, I talked about it on one of the podcasts. Anyway, uh, so I'm like, you know, looking at refried beans. And uh, if you get the, the fat-free, the vegetarian, or even Old El Paso has uh, spicy and green chili. Uh, there's, there's a spicy one and a green chili one. Okay. And it's 90 calories for half a cup. Now, half a cup of refried beans is a fucking lot is of it? refried beans. Well, you've got to think... Uh, Half a cup that big. That that's a lot of refried beans. Oh, yeah, that's if, a pretty good serving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing: is most of the applications, if you're going to do a, an application that makes sense, you don't even need that. Okay, for a quesadilla, I need two tablespoons. Okay, true. There's yeah. like eight tablespoons in half a cup, so I'm getting like 18 calories worth of refried beans, still getting a ton of protein. Um, so I found it to be really versatile. I've been eating beans like crazy for the past two weeks, you know, in various forms. So. Not that people probably find this riveting at all. Right. Um, They're writing it down. Well, you know, you know what? But it's not about them anyway. Yeah, it's about us. That's right. And drinking beer. That's burning my throat. <laughs> Is it really burning your throat? That, no, that would that, be six. Good, no, that, that's okay. I mean, it, it was. I wanted it to be spicy. I, I may go farther with it. Are you getting any of the lime at all? Because I don't really get. I don't of the get lime. lime either. No, but I'm okay with that. I don't think it needs the lime. But uh, what, what got me is. Um, I love that sound. That's my favorite sound in the whole world. Yeah. Just saying. Um, what what got me is when you were talking about it initially, and you said it made the back of your throat numb, and I was wondering if maybe I should go give some to the wife. Just, you know, prep for after. <coughs> saying. 
Uh, why? Does she complain about the back of her throat afterwards? Usually. Oh, did you not want me to really answer that? Sorry. <laughs> well, we know what your wife's doing later. Yeah, she'll be in bed before we're done with this, but we shouldn't. <laughs> that's not happening. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, that's, again, still good. You do this whole beer thing pretty well. I'm, give I'm you that. getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. And we still have two more to go. I know. And, and while this may be the one I was excited for you to try, um, they do get stranger from here. Well, at least one of them gets stranger. I was going to say, have you ever just considered making beer? I did, my very first batch, and that's when I decided not to do that again. No, I do like the the differences, and I think that might be where our niche market comes in. Yeah. When you start making this a thing, when we have, like, Geek Pod beer. Okay. I mean, I think people would drink this on purpose. <laughs> You're not just tricking them into yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Without being plied with money or anything, or other alcohol, I think they would actually drink this. Maybe... The smokiness might actually, because um, I've not drank huge amounts of this, so I'm not sure if pounding this all day might lead to some really, really bad burps because of the smokiness. Yeah, it could. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever, if you've experienced this, but, you know, hey, I love a Burger King Whopper, but I taste it the rest of the day. That flame, I call it flame-broiled indigestion, and it happens every time I eat a Burger King burger. Um, this might produce something like that, I don't know. We'll uh, but I, Yeah, but I certainly think that... Um, you know, for having a couple, especially on a hot day when you're outside grilling, I think this would yes. pair perfectly. I think it does. It pairs perfectly with doing like your your like spicy chicken on the grill. I think it would go great. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's next, Paul? <clears throat> well, I've got. I mean, like I said, we're trying to keep it free form, so I want to keep it more conversational than. All right. Topic well, then, after topic after topic. But I do want you to hit your news. Okay, let's let's hit the news. I pared down the news a little bit. Like we said, we're trying to uh, change things up a little bit. Uh, I'm actually going to do these out of the order I wrote them. And after um, your news segment, I'll explain that too. Okay. So. All right. Well, first up, I was uh, I was going to call this layered to rest, but I, I did I, I wasn't sure if I could really um, say that in in the same way I normally talk about headlines. Uh, and, and I'm not even talking about the fact that Carrie Fisher died. We know that happened um, this week. Uh, Disney, it was revealed, uh, are negotiating the rights to her likeness after her death. And Disney came out and made a statement because some people were saying, oh, well, they're going to recreate her. Yeah. Now, um, first of all, the only reason that worked with Tarkin is because uh, Peter Cushing had a very stilted, sinister performance. Okay? Even though the CGI Tarkin looked a little odd in some places... That wasn't far off. I do not believe that CGI is at the point where you can pull off an emotional, nuanced performance yet. Okay, no. that was one specific performance that was reserved and British enough, let's face it, because back then all villains were British. That's why he was probably there <laughs> to begin with. Uh, it was because his performance was so close to, to being monotone that they could even attempt to do something like that. Um, that's why... CGI Leia has, what, one line at the end of the movie? Yes. Yeah, they, they couldn't have taken it any farther. So I, I, I actually don't believe that um, the technology is, or I'm actually, I wonder if it ever really can be there. I, I don't actually think it's possible to, to make that perfect, uh, at least not in our lifetimes, regardless of what people say. Um, and I'm a technology guy, right. but I just, I, I really believe that while we'll get close, we are close, I think there's a, a spark that you, they probably can't capture. Yeah, I would with, with, with a recognizable person. Now, I've seen some CGI in video games of a completely made-up character that actually um, conveyed emotion. The problem is when you try to do it with a person that we've seen before, 
we you can bullshit. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It'd be like if somebody put a perfect CGI representation in front of you, in front of me. Um, I'm sure that I would know that it wasn't actually you. I would probably prefer doing the podcast with that version, but uh, I would know that it wasn't actually you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Disney came out and they have uh, released a statement saying that um, they have no intentions of digitally recreating Carrie Fisher uh, for future Star Wars movies. Uh, this was only to secure their, you know, some people said maybe they were trying to just secure her license for uh, product purposes and merchandise. They said she was part of the family and she always will be, etc. I call bullshit. Okay. Disney has been putting her fucking face on shit since the late 70s. They have her likeness for merchandise locked up till the fucking world ends, okay? There's no way they did not have this in 1989, all right? Right. There, there, no way, okay? Now, maybe they, at this point, do not have plans on digitally recreating her, but to say that they're not going to... Yeah. No. It's also not time to film episode nine yet. Yes. And I personally don't think there's a problem with it. Some people are freaking out about it. But here's the thing. Uh, buying Elvis's likeness uh, to, to sell Hardee's or Carl's Jr., yeah, that might be some, some bullshit stuff. Uh, using a loved actress's likeness to complete that character's story in the films that made her famous, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, just like, you know, if a, uh, an actor is in a film series and they die and they have to digitally recreate them to finish it. I mean, they started this, this multi-million dollar investment with the understanding that this person was going to be there for all of that stuff. Right. So I do not think there's a moral problem there with Star Wars. Now, if they start having a digital Carrie Fisher um, show up and narrate the Star Wars ride at Disney or something, well, maybe Different that's okay. Story. Yeah, well, that might even be okay. But let, let's take it somewhere else. Maybe she starts showing up on TV and starts selling uh, Orlando vacation packages uh, to go visit <laughs> Disney. Th- then that's fucked up. But I do not think there's any moral problem with them finishing her story. I don't think that they should uh, have her have a huge part. Right. Maintain what she had in Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah. But I, I think that you do have to bring her story to a close. Uh, I think that this also means that now they cannot afford... I don't think you're going to see Luke Skywalker die now, even if that was originally their plan at some point. Because, because they kind of have to yeah, write her out. Lost style. Solo. Lost, now we've lost Leia. Uh, you really have to leave somebody around. Uh, but anyway, I mean, the whole gist of this was... Uh, I, I do call bullshit on what Disney's saying. There's no way they're not planning on... Uh, bringing her back in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just a death scene or a funeral scene or something like that. And I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with that. No, I'm okay with it. Next up, um, Digital Farce. Marvel has announced some changes to their digital initiative, uh, which are making some huge waves in the comics world. Now, if you're not familiar with this, uh, for quite a long time now, if you buy a Marvel comic... Five years, Yeah, five years. You buy a Marvel comic, there's a code that you can scan. Uh, that will automatically give you a digital copy of that comic. Now, that's a great thing, because that allows somebody to buy it in a bag and board and store it, but still read it on their iPad. So they get to enjoy it, but they don't have to worry about ruining what might be an investment for them. Paul is holding his finger up while it's a cookie. The problem with the whole ruining the investment thing in that is that code is in the middle of the book, and you literally have to pull the sticker off to get to the code. I did not know that. Yes. So you still have to vandalize the book to do it. But, I mean, I, I still think it's great to have 
literally a digital portable copy of the book. Well, I mean, what even if you do pull the sticker off, okay? I mean, I don't know. Does that actually uh, lower the value of the comic? I'm not sure. Yeah, that'd be something we should ask Jeff about that. But that does mean that you don't have to worry about the comic getting fucked up in your mm-hmm. book bag or something like that if you want to take it somewhere, you know, on your commute to school, whatever it is you do. Agreed. Uh, it's, it's a really good idea. Now, what they've replaced it with is you are now going to get, uh, like, two comics. One of them will be a, a comic from the current line, a different one. Basically, they want to entice you into buying a different comic. And another one will be <clears throat> an older comic, which will be a starting or jumping on point. For a story, like I believe the first one they said, uh, the first Civil War. Yes. Civil War One is going to be one of the books. Now, while that's interesting, I, I'm kind of torn on that for two reasons, Paul. Number one, because we've t- talked a lot about uh, comics companies making decisions that aren't good for the retailers. It occurs to me that the digital um, initiative where they give you the same book might have stopped people from buying two copies of the books, which may have hurt comic dealers. Okay. Because there are people who may have... A lot of people buy one for, for storage, one for reading. Okay? Yeah. With this, um, with, with having the digital copy, a lot of people may not have done that. Okay? Right. So I, you have it to read digitally. Yeah. And- yeah. Now, I, I don't know. I want definitely want to get Jeff's uh, input on this at some point. Um, the other thing is it, it kind of feels like... All right. Look, look at it this way. Let's say I've been going to McDonald's for years, and I'm buying the, buying the two for thirty three sausage McMuffins because that's what I eat for breakfast. And then one day I go there, and I want the two for thirty three sausage McMuffin, and I go, "Well, you can't have two sausage McMuffins for three thirty three, uh, but we'll give you a sausage McMuffin and a chicken biscuit." And I'm like, "Well, I don't like chicken." Well, that doesn't matter. I'm like, "Why can't I just this have a sausage what we're muffin doing now?" Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but why would you do that? Why would you make that change? Uh, I I kind of feel like that about this because because here's the thing, okay? I don't think giving people a digital copy of another comic in a lineup, I I, mean, I don't think that that's going to produce the kind of sales they're hoping for. No, uh, you know, people are just they're not going to use it. Yeah. Now now, what's interesting is there's a petition out there to get people to change it back. Has a whopping 597 signatures on Change.org as of right now. Um, not making a big showing. No. So if you're not a fan of this, you're, you really need to get off your ass because, I mean, the one Do place about yeah, it, yeah. where we can gauge interest or reaction to something, that that's not a whole lot of people. No. Um, I, I guess, you know, I'm kind of torn. I, I don't feel like either one of these choices is good for the comic shops, good for the consumer, or good for Marvel. It, it just, it, it doesn't, I don't see where it really changes things. No, it's not going to. Because even the ones that look at it is, ooh, I'm getting bonus comics. Does that mean you're going to read issue one of Civil War and be like, ooh, let me run out and go get all the rest well, of Well, them. you know, the interesting part of that, I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just good for Marvel because, now, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to put a bet out there with no money on it, of course. I'm betting that every single one of these back issues where you can get into a, into a story are probably all available on Marvel Unlimited. I'm sure they are. Yeah, and that would be a good way to get people to sign up. Uh, the problem is, once someone signs up, they've signed up. You've got them. Uh, this this isn't adding value for the, even those people anymore once they're signed up. So, True. So I feel it really feels like they're taking something away. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't like it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I wasn't a big fan of the digital copy thing anyway. Because as much as I love my comics, I'm not, like, a super collector. Like, I will actually read my comic and be like, okay, well, I've read it. I don't really need to go back and do it again. Yeah. So, it's the digital thing is cool, 
But I'm, I'm a guy who likes comics in hand. And now you're saying, I, I was under, under the impression there was one comic you could get. No, no. There's there, two. Well, there, there's two, and sometimes there might be others, depending on if they want to push things. Uh, but there are two. There are going to be two comics. One, one will be an, an old story uh, at the beginning of some storyline, and the other one will be a current comic in the lineup. So let's say they're going. You know what? We're not getting a whole lot of sales on She-Hulk. Let's give them a She-Hulk. Ah, Hulk. I, it was. I'm just throwing it out there. I wasn't even thinking <laughs> about the current lineup. Anyway, and on to my uh, last little news thing. Uh, I would like to ask you: Will you switch to the new console? Will you? I won't. <laughs> I, I didn't switch to the Wii U. So. Uh, Nintendo has unveiled their new console this week. It, it is called the Switch. Now, uh, have you seen any of this, Paul? Have yes. You, okay. Well, this this is interesting because it's a novel idea. the The entire console appears to be a tablet. Okay, which right. can dock into something that probably boosts its horsepower. I actually have been looking, trying to find out where the memory and all the stuff is in it, and I, I can't actually find it. So I, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work but basically when this thing is docked you have a controller you can play you know on your tv as you normally would pull the tablet out of the dock take this special controller that it breaks in half attaches to the sides of the tablet and you now have a portable switch capable of playing all of the normal games the console usually plays now one of the uh, things that you know immediately jumped out at me and made me think maybe i'd want something like that uh, is the fact that Skyrim is being released on that. And the idea of having really? a portable Skyrim, uh, mind-blowing. Uh, here's the the thing, though. People are wondering if Nintendo is cannibalizing their own other market. Because, really, the, the, the Wii was great. The Wii U has kind of been a failure. Uh, Nintendo has lived and died by the handheld business. If you're going to give me a giant screen handheld that can play any game that would be on a console, or, well, their console, at least... Right. Why would I want whatever the new version of the Game Boy is? The DS, whatever. True. Yeah, yeah why, why would I want that? You know, with this <laughs> giant touchscreen tablet with full controls and everything. Um, it, it's 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 a neat idea, but it, it feels like... I mean, Nintendo needed to make a change. The Wii was great. The Wii U was a failure. They really needed to come out swinging. And while the Switch has some neat mechanics, uh, they've got four launch titles, three of them... Um, I don't remember what they are because they're not important. The other one being Zelda. So if you don't like Zelda, why would you buy a Switch? Really what it is is uh, when this comes out, you're paying for a $360 copy of the new Zelda game. Now there's more stuff coming out down the road, Skyrim in the fall. Uh, they're they're going to have some games, of course. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. but really it's Zelda. And here's the thing. Zelda is backwards compatible with the Wii U. So if you already own a Wii U, why would you drop 300 bucks Just to get Zelda. When you can get it on your, yeah, right. it's, you know, it's it's an interesting concept, and I really would like to see them succeed, uh, not just because they're Nintendo. Um, I really like the idea of being able to play Skyrim on the toilet. I think that's that, that's a great idea. That is interesting. But to base your entire console around that, I don't believe is a, a smart idea. Well, then they're trying to go with the whole social gaming thing, too, right? Like, if you're out in public and someone else has their Switch with them, like, you can, like, battle them or something, is my understanding. Um, I've got one of my coworkers who's really, like, watching this thing really, really closely, and, excuse me, he's, uh, he's been giving me details on it, and that's, that's 
what he said one of their big selling points is is the whole social gaming like <clears throat> I guess it's it's something that's big in Japan. Well, if I'm gonna go out in public and battle somebody, I'd rather do it with my fists. <laughs> I mean, go street fighting and stuff. But let's let's not bash our you know expensive uh, electronics together. Let's just fight mano a mano. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, you're looking at it wrong. <laughs> maybe it, that's possible. I do that from time to time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a big week for them, and the industry is kind of like eh. They're not exactly sure what to think about this. Uh, I certainly think it's going to be an interesting year for Nintendo. And, uh, folks, that is the news. Now, kids, remember, don't ever tell that one hooker to pee on the other one if you're in a Russian hotel. That shit comes back to haunt you. Back to you, Paul. (laughs) Oh, God. What do we got here? This is the interesting one. This I call a margarita IPA. This is a rum, coconut, and lime IPA. I'm definitely getting the rum out of that. I, I in that why I oh, wasn't no, sure. Coconut. That's what I'm getting. I was not sure. I and I have not tasted this. The other two I've tasted. This is the first bottle of this I've cracked. I do not know what this tastes like. And this was this is crazy. There's um went with rum extract, um, fresh lime, coconut extract, which I didn't know existed because I determined that you can't actually get flavor um coconut the the, the flavor of coconut. You get coconut ice cream, whatever. Real coconut doesn't actually taste like that. It doesn't taste that strong. So fresh okay. coconut. Well, if you've ever had fresh coconut, its flavor is actually kind of mild. I don't do coconut. Okay. Well, it's it's it tastes like that, but it's a lot tamer. So I realized that I would not be able to really pull a lot of coconut flavor out using fresh coconut. So I went with the extract. So let's see what this tastes like. That's weird. That's very weird. I can taste the coconut with my nose. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I may have to take back the, oh, you're really good at this thing. Hey, th- this one was was uh, an experiment. It was a, uh, I don't know what to do with this beer. Windex. Yeah? That's yeah, this this is not my favorite either. Coconut Windex. I'm still going to drink it. It's weird. I'm still going to go with it because I, I like beer. All the coconuts in my nose, though. Do you, are you feeling the same thing? I think so. But it, it's hard because my nose has been broke and not set so many times that I really don't have much of a sense of smell. So if I could smell that, that's strong. Just saying. No, I'm definitely not upset if you don't like it. Like I said, this, this was literally, I don't know what to do with this last batch. So uh, I was looking at the store and I'm like, hmm, rum extract. And then I was like, well, you do a lot of lime, rum and lime. That's almost, uh, you know, you add some coconut and you've got like a margarita. No, it's pina colada, isn't it? I should have called it pina colada. Okay. Yeah, I I got that wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better with age. I mean, it's it's not undrinkable, but it's certainly not pleasant like the others. No, that's that's definitely different. That is not my favorite of your your batches. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have failures from time to time. It does happen. Yeah. To all of us except you, right? No, I have failures, too. I mean, I I did bring Wiggy in. (laughs) So, So I was going to bring your Christmas gift today. Um, I forgot to, though. Oh, that's okay. Well, you know... Well, well, you did. You got me that one gift that you sent me in the mail. And, you know, I really do appreciate that, even though it was a little strange. Um, Did we ever talk about that on, on the air? I don't think so. Oh, well, well then then we can certainly talk about that. Um, so basically, you know, Paul sent me, uh, for Christmas, I got a gift in the mail uh, about a week before Christmas, 
and uh, I open it up, and I, while I really appreciate it, Paul, I mean, it was a little weird. Uh, it was a, it was a poster of you in your Geek Pod shirt, and it was signed. I mean, that's great. I mean, that maybe that would make a good prize for somebody. It was a little weird for you to send that to me for Christmas, um, but I want to let you know I put it to good use. I couldn't find a good place to put it in my office. Um, mostly because I didn't want to put you up in my office. But I put it in Ella's room, up on the wall. And she said, who's that? And I said, you know, it's really dark in her room, so you can't really see things. I said, that's Joey Fatone. He's from a band called In Sync, and she's been listening to them like crazy ever since. She hasn't questioned it because you can't really see, you know, it's so dark in there. There's only one light. Uh, I wanted to thank you, though. Uh, I, I will bring your gift next time. You know, in the spirit of a Christmas, you know, give you something that I, I that really shows how I feel about you. Outstanding. <laughs> um, here's the thing: I'm a little confused because um, you actually weren't supposed to be on the list to get those from the publicist. So you're welcome. But um, publicist? Yeah, uh, I didn't tell you about Miss Clark. Um, no. Yeah, I have my own publicist now. I kind of needed one. With everything that's been going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's just, she's kind of handling. <sighs> Publicist? Well, I guess she's more like a personal assistant. Um, she's just kind of helping out everywhere I need. You know, it's, it kind of had to be done. Just, things are awful hectic now. Yeah. So. Um, okay. But, I mean. Way to go, big guy. You're. Welcome. I, I, those are limited edition. They only went out to, you know, a select few. So oh, I, I will make sure to treasure that giant picture of you. I, I promise you. No, I mean it looks good, right? I mean it came out really nice. I, I did it, get it, final approval. I, I, I kind of think that the flexing thing was a bit much. I just, just a little bit. I, I mean, I mean, not to say that you know you're not a good looking guy, but it, it kind of looked like a. A cheesecake shot from 1980s wrestling, just a little bit. I was kind of going for that. Yeah, kind yeah. of a throwback retro thing. Oh, but this, this is that what the tassels around your biceps were about? <laughs> Doing the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you like the the Geek Pad Green? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I need another beer. I was just going to ask you what you got sitting in front of us there. Um, this is just a, a mango IPA. Doesn't go real well with the peanut butter cookie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, not bad. Not bad at Taste all. Taste the mango. You know what's interesting is uh, to avoid having to fuck with the, the fruit, because mangoes, I love them. They are such a fucking bitch to peel and get right. open. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, Goya has frozen, like, pulp the fruit. Nice. Dude, I, dude, I, sh- I buy so much Goya stuff now, it's weird. I used to think the, you know, the ethnic section was strange, you know, because I didn't understand the food there. But uh, I buy so much stuff out of it now. But yeah, they have, um, um, uh, what is it, uh, mango, uh, blackberry, oddly enough, a couple really? other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pulp the blackberries or whatever. You know, it's, it, it, was, it was easy, you know. I just thought it out, threw it in there. So probably could have used a little more, just like the pineapple, could have used a little more fruit. But um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can slightly taste it. It's a little bit sweet. That's not bad. It's not too overpowering. Definitely no. way better than the... Uh, what I should have called the pina colada IPA. Too bad Jack wasn't here. His mouth would be watering because it almost sounded like he said penis there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Man, you know, he asked us not <laughs> yes, to do one that. thing, and I just refuse to just not abide. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know, I think we just got too used to it. Yeah, it was just easy. Because he said, go ahead, you know, pick on me, make the jokes if it's good for the show. And then he decided that that wasn't okay anymore. So. Yeah, it just, it, it's such a hard habit to break. It is. I'm assuming kind of like Downing Men. <laughs> Maybe this is why we don't drink on podcast. Oh. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, yeah, moving on. Let's move on. Um, Bishop Paul, what do you want to talk about tonight? Okay, for one, um, made it back into Cloud City recently um, with current events as they are being real. Um. I'm not making as much time to get into the comic shop. Of course. So I was in, and uh, and if you want to know what I'm talking about, check out the latest episode of Out of My Head, where I'm going to tell the full story. <clears throat> I've tried recording it twice now. It's a little difficult. Hey, you, 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 are you sure? I mean, you said you sure you don't want to talk about it now? Um, I think with alcohol involved, probably not the best time either. But I appreciate that. And again, <laughs> we're just going to leave it hanging for everybody there. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Um, but I went in, picked up my new books from the last couple weeks. And I noticed because of this new Marvel Now Again initiative, we're renumbering everything. So I have yet again a new <laughs> Nova and Moon Knight number one. Why do we have to keep renumbering every time they decide they have a new initiative? You know, I, I almost think that now it's so expected that they don't even think about it. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I remember there was a time... I mean, look at Action Comics before the New 52. They were up to how many? Hundreds? Almost 900 a, something, yeah. We're never going to see that happen again. Because they decide every few months we need a new number one because it's the hot thing to do. You know, unless they end up doing like Action did and go back to their original numbering. Which, which is also a... That is also a publicity stunt in and of itself. Yes. Um, you know, I, I guess from you know, an actual standpoint of what I, I read comics for, uh, which is to uh, consume and enjoy the stories of the characters I like, it doesn't matter what number is on the cover. Uh, for collectors, and just for the sake of, you know, not being ridiculous, it, it is kind of annoying um, to have to stop and renumber everything all the time. I remember there was an argument made for this that new consumers who haven't read a story before uh, sometimes balk at high numbers because they think, oh, there's I've missed so much story, right, there's so no way I'll catch up. Uh, except, here's the thing about that. Now, if you look at the sales numbers for some of the smaller comics um, out there anyway, uh, those aren't the kind of comics that generally pick up new people anyway, regardless of numbering there, you know, like Nova, for instance, you know, right. it doesn't matter if it's Nova one or if it's Nova 23, the same motherfuckers are buying that comic. That's regardless, right. Okay? The Nova fans. The, the ones, fans. yeah, the ones that it matters are the big ones. Okay. Now, now here's the thing. Spider-Man. Everybody already knows Spider-Man. It doesn't matter what number's on the cover. If they walk in and they're thinking about buying a Spider-Man comic because they've seen the movies and watched the cartoons since they were a kid and they've never read a comic before, it doesn't matter if it says 1, 2, or 222. Right. They have it in their head that maybe they'd like to pick up a Spider-Man comic. They're just going to do it. 
Okay? And that's only going to happen with the big heroes, the ones they already know the story for. So while the argument has logic, I think in, in real-world application, it doesn't make sense. Agreed. Because like you're saying, I mean, and, and even now with these Marvel Now ones, they renumbered in the middle of an ongoing storyline. So it doesn't fucking matter. And now are they continuing the storyline as yep. if it didn't? Oh, it's, it's dumb. Yes. They may have reframed how they're doing the story. Like with Nova, for instance. Um, the last volume, I guess, since they're renumbering, ended with we finding out Rich Rider's alive. Okay? Okay. So Sam has met him-ish as of that one. And that's how they ended it. Okay. The new number one shows up. We're at Richie's mom's house. Like, the storyline starts out with him, and you're catching up with the fact that, you know, he's back, he's been gone for a while. He's trying to so it wasn't like, uh, it was like part one of six, and they renumbered it at, at like four or something. It was just uh, an ongoing story. It was a, a beat. Okay. Yes. I mean, that makes a little more sense. It'd be weird if they renumbered it, like, in the middle of an actual numbered story, because sometimes, you know, they'll say part one of something. Right. No, it's just, it was the ongoing narrative, but... We decided it needed to be a new number one because that's what we do now. And we're not doing recommendations, right? This time? I, well, well, I mean, I, I, I have a, a story, or a story, I have, I have something to say along those lines. Okay. Because I don't really have any recommendations because I'm kind of out of the loop, but just saying, start picking up Nova because it's fucking awesome right now. But I'm also biased because Richie's back. No, you're biased because you're one of the four Nova fans. The five people that knows what Nova is. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else is like, "Why are they talking?" I, about I'm that? one of those five only because you talk about them so much. Yes. Um, now, get into these discussions lately. I'm, I'm going to derail because I think that's okay. what's going to happen here now. It's when you because buddy's having some beers and talking. Yeah. He's talking to our, our good buddy Sal Otero the other night. Actually, well, okay, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't the other night, it was while I was at work, I was on Facebook, I think. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know what? That's what I do when I have time. I have four fucking monitors, I can get away with it. <clears throat> and, oh, we were discussing the Rochester trip, like I talked about last night. And Sal said we wanted to get the family together, and then he starts warning me about his kids. And uh, he was basically describing his kids to me, and he said one of them is more of a crotchety Batman and the other one is like Wally West with an even shorter attention span. <laughs> and I said, I said, wow. I said, you've already thought this whole thing out about you know what characters you, you know the people around you are. And he goes, oh yeah. He goes, I have analogs for everybody. I said, oh really? And he goes, oh I do. I said, enlighten me. And I don't know if it's from listening to all this or if this really hit the nail on the head for him. But he said he sees me as a cross between Hale Jordan and Rich Ryder. Did you ask him what he thought I was? I didn't. Well, yes, I did. I'm sorry, yes. Reed Richards. That's what he says to me. Wow. So I guess the DACA I, thing isn't too far off. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone there, no. I, I wouldn't have thought that. No, I can, I can live with that. All right, all right. Now, are we talking, um, you know, good Reed Richards, or are we talking crazy Ultimate Universe Reed Richards? We'll have to ask him. Speaking of which, you should check check the Twitter feed, see if uh, there's yeah, anything. That's a good call. Because uh, I'm hoping at least uh, Laura has had something to say. 
Because it, it's really awful when we actually publicly put that out there and then nobody replies. It is kind of our fault for not like putting it out there earlier, though. I don't know how Otero Studios just tweeted, but not yeah. about us. A minute ago. We have nothing. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, there's Karen yeah. Dustin. Oh, hey. Isn't it a great thing you have a publicist now to handle this shit? But she's not here. That's the problem. I think that would also get awkward. Just saying. So what about Grant Gustin? It's his birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Grant. We're on first name basis. Yeah. We're tight. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith made the introduction. Okay, I'm totally lying. I don't have it like that. Um. <laughs> so, I did something today that I haven't done for a while. Peed in a really stinky bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, I've done that all day. Good point. Um, no, I, I have, with the holidays and everything, uh, I have not really had a time to read many comics, and especially with the uh, expedited shipping of um, the Superman and Batman comics, uh, it has been all I could do to just keep up with them. Okay? So I've mostly been keeping up with um, a- Superman, Batman, Action, and... Uh, detective, because in Spider Man, I always read Spider Man and uh, Walking Dead. Spider Man and Walking Dead, I read immediately, uh, but the rest of them can wait. Uh, so I have had about five months of comics backed up that I have not read. Um, I'm talking like it was actually six issues of Justice League, so it was five or wow. six months. And I sat down today because my five year old is being crazy, and I was going to sit down in my office and start putting together news. And my wife goes, you know. Hugh, you know, can you go out there and sit with Avery? And this is basically what it is. Avery will not stay out there by herself in in the, the living room, even though she's got the TV and everything. She will annoy somebody unless somebody's in there sitting with her. And then she'll annoy the person who's sitting with her, but my wife was working. So basically, right, she can still focus, yeah, at least. Uh, I had to go out there and just sit with her. I'm not allowed to change the channel, watch anything I want on TV, nothing. I just had to sit there while she was crazy. <clears throat> Otherwise, she would. That's yeah. all. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I grab my stack. I'm like, I'm going to do this, and I plowed through all of those comics today. Wow! I am, I am, I have seen the end of my comic list. I have zero things to read right now, Paul. It's been a really long time since I've been there, and uh, interestingly enough, something I picked up just because I felt like it was probably going to be a big deal. Um, I have not read X Men since the '90s religiously. Um, I do read. Uh, both Old Man Logan and uh, Only Wolverine, um, just because I, I find them interesting. Uh, but the rest of the X titles, if it, it's, I try to. I tried with all new, all different X Men, and the X Men titles always just get so complicated, and they get, they always get to the point where from issue this to issue that, other stuff happens in another book, and you're lost. And right. I just it irritates me. But I um, I read um, Inhumans versus X Men um, Zero One and Two. Nice. And I've got to say, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued. I knew this was this was going this is going to set up the mutants for where they're going to be in the Marvel universe. And of course, Inhumans has a TV show coming, so they're they're going to have a pre- presence as well. I mean, th- this is kind of setting pro- probably the next five years of storylines for these two big uh, parts of the Marvel universe. So I felt I, I should uh, read this. And it's actually pretty good. Now, I did not know um, all of these characters, how they got maneuvered into where they they were. The last time I think I read something with X-Men, Magneto was kind of a good guy. Now he's kind of a good bad guy or a bad good guy. I I can't actually tell. I mean, even all all the bad guys in X-Men seem like they're kind of good guys now. 
So everybody's kind of in a gray area. It, it's like there's the really good X-Men, and then there's the uh, anti-hero X-Men. I, 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 don't, I don't quite get it. Uh, the story itself is really good, though. And uh, certainly, if I'm going to make a recommendation... Uh, I would say, you know, start following this uh, because it's certain to have big repercussions for the rest of the Marvel Universe. Oh, without a doubt. Because like you said, they're setting the table. Yeah, and and you can't help but think that this this table is being set both for the comics universe and the movie and TV universe. Right. They're they're kind of reorganizing things so that everything syncs up. So I I do believe that uh, the Inhumans, while they've they've had a pretty big presence for the past year or so, I have a feeling that's going to become a bigger deal. Because uh, you don't give somebody a TV show, uh, characters a TV show, if they're not going to be a big deal. You also uh, have to think about the fact that um, you've got X-Men Legion coming out. Or yes. not X-Men Legion, you've got Legion, the uh, the FX show, which takes place in the actual movie universe they've confirmed right now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some big stuff happening on the X-Men front. So There's, like, in like the visual medium, there's a lot of X-Men shit coming. Because we've got Legion. Yeah. And now, word accidentally got out that there is an, a Fox X-Men show that's tied in with the movie universe as well coming. Yep. Yeah. I mean, plus we're getting the sequel to Deadpool. They accidentally leaked. There's another sequel to the X-Men movies coming, right? Yeah, which looks like it's going to follow Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And we have New Mutants coming. Now, the, the latest thing I read, which I read earlier when I was on the can... Um, is that Deadpool 2 sets up X-Force? Yes. Yep, so, I saw that. There's a, a shit ton coming out of that. Well, you know what? I think that the biggest thing uh, that's going to come out of that that nobody's talking about is if Deadpool 2 is going to set up X-Force, who are they recasting Wolverine as? Or who are they recasting for Wolverine? You kind of have to do that. You don't need to have... It, it depends on which iteration of mm. X-Force you go with. Yeah, but you know, which iteration are they going to go with? Right, which Remember, is going to be the most marketable. Yeah, they're, they're introducing X, uh, um, X-23 X in, in Logan, yeah. the movie. Now, even though that might be kind of... That looks like it's at far in the future, or a little ways in the future. I don't know how that's going to tie in. But I have to think that they're probably going to go with... Um, prob- it'll probably be a conglomeration of the two, but I'm imagining that they're going to want to put Wolverine in there. Because it makes sense. It does X-Wars. make sense, but... I mean, you can almost get away with... Having Deadpool fill the popularity role in that? Maybe. Um, I mean, who was the original X-Force? It was... Um, oh, the original Jay- X-Force was basically New Mutants with yeah. a couple of Rob Liefeld <laughs> creations put in there. Well, you no, know, you know what they're going to do? I mean, come on. Of course they're going to use Olivia Munn again. They're going to throw Psylocke in there. Makes sense. Which yeah. is, is the newer version. Yeah. Um, who else would they do? Definitely Cable. Yes. We're definitely we're going to get Cable... You could even put Colossus in there because he did some time in X Force. Yeah. You know, I think I honestly, I really think it makes sense to to throw Wolverine in there. I think you're going to see that. Okay, I mean, I, I here's the thing: they need to recast Wolverine anyway. If Jackman's done, they're continuing on with the X Men movies. Um, they need to ha- he needs to have a presence. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see an offshoot because um, I know Jackman says he's done playing Wolverine. I think he, he I almost think he would come back and just do a Wolverine Deadpool movie as a one-off outside of continuity just because it would be fun and it, it seems like both the actors would like to do it. yeah and, and you know they would. Um, but they're, they're gonna need to recast him. Yes. X Force is a good place to do that. introduce a younger um, Wolverine. 
and go on from there, have him join the X-Men. I mean, it, it makes... I think it makes more sense to introduce him there than it does just in an X-Men movie. Because if it's just in an X-Men movie, then everyone's going to X-Men to see, oh, how's the new Wolverine going to be? If you introduce it in X-Force, it's like, oh, Wolverine's going to be in that new Deadpool movie. Right. You know, you, you've, already, you've already got a bankable character. You know you're going to make a ton of money. I think Yeah, you have a sense. safety net already. Yeah, to introduce him there. That's my call. I could be wrong. That's a good possibility. I didn't even think about that. Like, having to maneuver Wolverine into it and who you get and how. I know, like, a lot of the, 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 the popular voice is, say, Tom Hardy. Put him in there as Wolverine. No, no, no. Because he, he's too in demand. Yeah. He's I too mean, busy. How long will you get him, then? Yeah, I mean, you need to find somebody. I mean, if Fox is serious about continuing their X-Men franchise now that they've kind of rebooted it, to a degree, they have to have someone that's in for the long haul. Um, do I think Tom Hardy would make a good Wolverine? Maybe. I mean, I like him, but he's made some questionable choices. Uh, and I'm told his new show, Taboo, which I I haven't I, I recorded, I haven't watched it yet, is apparently really, really interesting, but really, really slow. Oh, You know, great. it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's great watching Tom Hardy on TV, but nothing really happens in that very first uh, hour of the premiere. Uh, this is another bastard ex- execution. May- maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, thanks, Corbs. <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, you need to go with somebody who's unknown. Or maybe not unknown, but isn't like... I mean, Tom Hardy, I mean, he's been in some of the, the really big movies of this generation, even though I don't think he's considered... Well, not with the respect of like the past generation, uh, a Sean Connery or a Marlon Brando or an Al Pacino. But in this current day and age, Tom Hardy's name attached to something means something, at least right now, because of, uh, I think, a lot Mad of Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max. Oh, and his association with uh, Christopher Nolan. What else did he do for Christopher Nolan other than uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises? Uh, wasn't he in uh, Wasn't he in Inception? Didn't he have a character in Inception? I don't know. I've never seen Inception. Did he? Oh, I own it. I've never seen it. It's a f- mind fuck of a movie. I, I I could be wrong. I'm, you know, we'll look it up. We have these things called. Yeah, phones. we have we have this power, and we have internet here. So, but I think Tom Hardy's a really good actor, but I don't think he's right for Wolverine. I think he'd do a great Wolverine, but I don't think he would be able to hang around long enough to really make a go at it because i mean they they really want people who are that's going to be their career you know is is the x-men right, franchise for the next 10 years like jackman dead he, he made a career out of it yeah. after that uh it, it seems to me like uh tom hardy let's see he was in star trek nemesis inception yep and he yeah i remember he was in nemesis the first place i saw him um Star Trek Nemesis. He played uh, the the clone of Captain Picard. Oh, no kidding. That, that was, was Tom Hardy, yeah. Nice. Uh, I feel like he's achieved enough. He's been in Oscar-nominated films and stuff. You know, right. he, he doesn't need to sign on to a franchise right now. He's going to have enough work. And, I mean, I th- he probably wants to do more Mad Max. Yeah. He just... The, the call hasn't come. Yeah. Um... I mean, that that's tough. Hugh Jackman's a, a really... I wish we'd actually brought this question up off air so I had to think about it, because I'm just talking. Um, Hugh Jackman is a tough act to follow there. Definitely. Who in TV has that? Who has that? Those chops. Think about it. Who on TV, any of the show? Well, okay, okay. Um, pretty much anybody from the, uh, the cast of Vikings has the look. The look? Yeah. 
Um, How is that show? Have you watched Vikings? Yeah, we talked about it at, last night at Geek. You're right, we did. Geek Network, yeah. Yes, Geek that's Network right. At, uh, Think Geek, <laughs> Think Geek premiere. Yeah, uh, Vikings is really good. Uh, the guy who plays uh, Ragnar, the main character, I, he's, he's not quite as big. Actually, you know who could do it? Uh, the guy that plays uh, his brother Rolo has the, the look. Um, yeah? Yeah, I mean, big, muscular... Um, and I don't mean big as in tall. We all know Wolverine's supposed to be he's short. But he's got the he's got the mu- the musculature, uh, and he's kind of got the look. He could do it. And let's think about um, you know things like uh, Game of Thrones. Probably there's probably quite a few people on the cast uh, of that show who could pull it off too. Same idea. They're all in really good shape. Right. Well, you're gonna get that in most of uh, Hollywood. Well, some shows more than others. Fatties. I, I, okay, like the cast of um, Vampire Diaries doesn't necessarily need to be ripped. True. Yeah. You know the cast of uh, Game of Thrones and Vikings—they're—they're they're always fighting people with their shirts off, so they—they they have to be ripped. <laughs> uh, damn it! Like I said, I wish I had more time to think about this because I'm sure that uh, I could think of uh, some good, good actors who could take on that role. Why don't we do some out of the box casting? Let's do Ming Chen as the new Wolverine. <laughs> Um, I, somehow, I do not think Ming motherfucking Chen could pull that off, but I am sure he would try like a motherfucker. <laughs> he, he would love it. I was actually my, my first thought when I went there because when we were talking about TV, a comic book popped in my head. I was going to say that we should have Michael Zapsek as the new Wolverine. But you know what? I totally buy Brian Johnson as Old Man Logan. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I'm still jealous that you actually had like a personal interaction with him. Uh, I did a personal interaction with him. I was scared. You know, someday if we're famous and we actually get to talk to those guys, uh, you know, on a level of, you know, equals or something, I, I wonder if he's going to remember, you know, if he's going to be like, yeah, you know, I can smell your fear. Because I have a feeling that he probably can smell people's fear. He's a very intimidating son of a bitch. See, I don't get that. I mean, I was intimidated for a different reason because he's an idol. But he didn't seem intimidating to me, like, in the physical sense. I, 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 he's ridiculously tall. He's got that whole Viking beard thing going on. <laughs> yes. And I did try to send him to a, a hotel, you know, two hours away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was him and Walt, right? Yeah, it was him and, oh, him and Walt. So, so it, it was actually cool because, I mean, you, you went and got the picture with all those guys. I got that personal interaction with them. You know, which, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you one I lacked. Yeah, they were yeah. just like, here's a picture, go, please. Yeah. Just leave. What's up, Ming? Ming yeah. was happy to see me. Brian Johnson was actually looking at my phone, so. He touched your phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fucker. I didn't even think about that. Would you like to hold my phone? No. Still an Android. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, Lana went over to the dark side. She now has an iPhone. Does she? Yeah. I didn't... Oh. I was going to say I didn't notice that last night, but that's probably because she got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, the moment we sat down, she was like, peace fuckers. Yeah. So, you know, you won't ever see Lana again because I've disowned her. (laughs) No, not really. Right. She's now staying in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... You know, that's funny, too, because I, I really do uh, have a thing. I, I again, I'm sorry, Paul, but I am not an Apple fan. I'm really not an Apple fan. You know, I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't think I would ever, ever on purpose, you know, I mean, maybe an iPad um, just for ease of playing some games and stuff uh, as a secondary thing. But I, I would never own an Apple phone. We have to address that. Yeah, That's you great. do. Go, go for it. Go ahead. But I, you need a, 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 you need to pop that top. Okay, I'll figure that out. Oh god, go that was great talking in code. <laughs> um, so, so we've kind of been doing this thing where we alternate about who's going to get up and get drinks, 
and uh, <laughs> I had I had given him the the, the whirly gig sign where you put your your the one finger up in the air and just swing it around in a circle to say you keep talking. I don't even know how we came across having that as the universal sign. Um, but I did that and got up and walked away to go to the fridge to get more drinks. And uh, he was in the process of doing his dissertation about Apple. And I, you know, just so you know, Hugh, I do have a bottle opener upstairs. Yeah, it's upstairs. And look at that. Hey, look at. You got it. But I, uh, I had purchased a 12 pack of 1911 hard cider. I'm a big fan of that. And, and I liked this glass. So I just didn't want another one. <laughs> and I, the last round, I had gotten us each one. So when I gave him the whirly gig this time. I got up to uh, go grab more. (laughs) That's why he kept saying, I am not an Apple fan, because I was trying to hand him another hard cider. (laughs) What, it was second or third try you said it? I got it? (laughs) Yeah, I was trying not to say no. Actually, I'd like a regular beer. You know, I really only wanted it just because I actually have not drank a beer that I did not make myself in, well, when's the last time we went out of town? August. Yeah. Every beer I've had since then has been one I've made myself. Your own. So I, I kind of wanted to remember what the regular ones taste <laughs> well, like. What regular beer tastes like? Mass-produced Ooh. beer. There's yeah. a lot of grapefruit in that. You enjoy. That's been sitting in my fridge for a while. Oh, is that why you gave it to me? Thanks. Well, that's because I don't like IPAs. So Why do you buy them, then? I didn't. This was a gift from, actually, one of my users at work. Yeah, did you tell them that you don't like IPAs? No. That just means they're going to buy you more IPA for another gift. She hasn't bought me anything else. (sighs) Thankfully. Got to be honest with people. I see. I don't go with that. I don't think honesty is the best policy. I think whatever gets you out of trouble is the best policy. No, the best thing to do is not get in trouble in the first place. That's not within my nature, though. You know, I think that... We are able to change our nature. I think that we can mold ourselves to become what we want to be with time. Uh, not really a story that I can go into on Mike, but currently where I am in my life took a lot of work and working against my natural instincts, um, which were not the person I am today. Well, I mean, I guess we can kind of say, you know, you you made a comment not too long ago to me that, you know, I'm one of the most noble people you know. Um, I was not always. Um, I was kind of a bastard at one point in my life. And it's not as simple as, oh, well, you know, some people say I was horrible, but then I stopped drinking or got off drugs or something like that. No, that was actually just me. Um, It took a lot of work. It took deciding this is the person I want to be and working hard towards that. It's kind of like that whole fake it till you make it thing they talk about sometimes. Yeah. You know, it, it's that's true to a degree, but eventually you wake up one day and you actually are what you want to be. It's kind of cool, you know, because you, you, people always say, there, there are people that say people don't change, and then there's people that say people can change. Well, you know, I, people can change. They certainly can. Absolutely. Um, I also know that for a fact. Because I, I mean, I, we're pulling the curtain back. We play off like I'm the, the degenerate egotistical prick you are a degenerate egotistical prick that's not true i mean i have my moments but i mean i am reasonably decent as a person has this happened since the last time we recorded (laughs) last night (laughs) 
Oh, we can't both be laughing. There's dead air. No, no. Well, there's that weird giggle, but that's weird. Um, all right, fine. I'm not going there. But um, since we've started associating with Cloud City, um, he's always done this thing where he talks about the superhero code. Yeah. And that's kind of something that you've latched onto. I mean, you you feel the same way. Yeah, it was nice to see um, to see and hear uh, somebody put that into words and embody that. Um, and that's something I've felt since I was a kid. I mean, that's kind of part of what drew me to comics and everything. It was something that uh, certainly during my young adult years I was not able to uh, adhere to. And surprisingly enough, that was also a period in my life I wasn't reading comic books. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was very cool to see somebody actually embody that and to see it successfully put in um, act, acted upon in real life. Uh, certainly, w- was I mean I I wouldn't say that that was a turning point for me because I, I think I was already there. But that was like a wow. I mean I mean you know I, I've told you many times you know I, I'm kind of in awe of Jeff Watkins, um, as most people are. Yeah, myself included. I don't want to make it sound like I'm too cool for that. Yeah, I mean? and and it's weird because you know my wife says it's a man crush kind of thing. Um, I think it's more of a, you know, how when people talk about, when people on TV, characters talk about their their dads. That usually dads are gone. Oh, they look up to their dad because he was this noble, fine man who always did the right thing. They have this this reverence for him. Um, I've never met anybody in my life that I had reverence for. Not that my dad was a bad person or anything, but you know that that right. fictional kind of reverence. Uh, when you meet Jeff, it's kind of like holy shit! It's like somebody pulled him out of the pages of a comic book, and here's a guy every single second of his life living that. Um, kind of blew my mind, to be honest with you. I hear you. I do, and um, it just put it into sharp contrast for me. And I've actually thought about this. Um, because we talk about it, and you, you've referenced the superhero code. I don't know if you've done it on mic before. No, I've referenced it in real life. Yes, to you and I. Like, yeah. And it occurs to me that you and Jeff live that code. I, on the other hand, am more of like the anti-hero. Like, I, I, I am more of a... Deadpool? Oh, God, please don't do that to me. <laughs> Dude, but, you really, really? Because you're kind of funny, so you're really more Deadpool. Yeah, see, I like to think of myself as more of a Peter Quill. But... <laughs> well, you know, most of us think of you as a Peter, too. But <laughs> That's a whole other story. Um, no, this is good, then, I, because, I mean, I told you about the thing with Sal Otero. Yeah. Um, Laura and I had had that discussion before, too. Because I don't know why I fixate on this, on where, where people line up as heroes, or comic book characters in general. And that's why I told her, I said, I see myself as more of like a Star-Lord, like a Peter Quill, you know, the, the smart-ass, but yet still kind of heroic. And she said she sees me more of a, a Banner. And that's where the hulking, oh, excuse me, hulking and bannering thing came from. Yes. Now, we didn't, we didn't expand on anybody else in the group. But so, what's your take on it? To put you on the spot, on you? Yeah, this is where I get like Groot or something. <laughs> Dude, you are totally calendar man. 
Wait, which one? Because they've done a couple of versions of it. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Um, I'd really have to put a little more thought into that. I don't think I can... I can come up with a serious answer, but I can come up with answers that, like, humiliate and emasculate you on the spot if you'd like. <laughs> right. Because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the problem is... What's your really, tape, Trickster? No. I was going to say, that, that's the problem, is if you press it, then I have no idea either, because I have really Arcade! That's it, you're arcade! I don't even own a bow tie. Okay, that's a lie, too. Yes, I do. <laughs> I've seen that bow tie. Yes, I have a bow tie upstairs. <laughs> but it wasn't as cool as the bow tie we saw last night, was it? No, no, though that guy was a little weird. Yeah. Little. Little. Just a little weird. What are you giving away for free? Really? Yeah, you know, I told my wife about that. I'm like, you know what? If people are sitting outside a place, they have microphones, they're clearly recording, whatever. Walk up. What are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing this. Would you like some stuff for free? If you walk up and say, do you have some stuff for free? My answer is going to be, yeah, but I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. How about you go fuck yourself? Because we're not here just to give you free stuff. We're here doing a thing. We'll give you free stuff if you let us talk about it. But yeah, I actually thought that was incredibly rude. Yeah. I, of course, I always find it really rude when anyone rolls up on you when you have microphones in front of you and they just start talking to you. It, it just kind of boggles my mind. Well, you, you have to understand, and think about before you did this, um, that we're in a public place, we have to expect public interaction, and they True. don't really know the rules. So I, I can't be mad at them about that. Um, you know, actually, you know what the thing that irritates me most about people walking up? Is that it takes you so long to find the pause button <laughs> to actually stop it? <laughs> so we just sit there awkwardly, and it's even yeah, better now because I wear the headphones, like, and so I can't really hear what he's saying because he doesn't have a mic in front of him. And uh, <laughs> so I think it gets weird for them too because I do. I fumble on the laptop to find the pause, and then I have to whip the headphones off and be like, "What, what do you did want?" You say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that's. It's good for sound quality that I'm wearing the headphones now. Yeah. But interaction kind of sucks. <clears throat> so what else you got on your list, Paul? Um, oh. One of the other new shows that just debuted that you got to listen to. Underneath the Geek Pod banner. I wanted yes. to touch on that. Because, I mean, you sent me a very nice text. Oh, A very, welcome. very nice text. And especially because it came from you, that meant a ton. Did you tell her? I did, and she was thrilled. Okay, good. good she good. was super tickled. Not in the creepy, the creepy uncle way. I wasn't there, so it wouldn't matter if she was because it wasn't my fault. Right? Yeah. I, uh, and child protective services. I did not touch my daughter ever. That made it worse, didn't it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, I was going to say this is where the editing will come in, but we both know I'm not going to edit. No, you're not. Um, I have enough editing to do to make sure the episode comes together, right? Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, go ahead? Okay, well, there is a uh, new podcast under the Geek Pod banner. It is called Madison Saves the Cheese. <laughs> and it is... <laughs> that it's tickle- even better listening to you say the title. <laughs> and uh, basically, it is um, Paul's daughter, Madison, wanted to podcast. She wanted to talk about the things that she likes, which is mostly about how awesome Star Wars is so far. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, the first episode came out this past week, and uh, I listened to it. And it was uh, it was uh, funny because uh, Paul asked her, um, who do you think will listen to this podcast? And she goes, Q. He's like, what? She goes, your friend Q? And he said, do you mean Hugh? 
So I told him, I texted him immediately and said, uh, tell Madison that Q said, uh, what, she did great or something. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, And and it was, uh, she was so cute. And it, it was nice because, you know, usually I don't get a chance to listen to podcasts, but um, I had to take my mother-in-law uh, to the hospital for a colonoscopy this week. <laughs> you might have been able to leave some of these details out. No, no, never. Uh, so I was actually in the car, you know, by myself for 40 minutes, you know, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back. So I had a chance to actually listen to it. I, you say that, but you know what? I, I, you know, I never hold back. Yeah, I get in the car, you know what I said to her? So how's your butthole? <laughs> No. And you know what happens? About an hour after I, I get home, I start working. My wife's also working. She goes into Slack and it messages me personally and says, so did you ask my mom how her butthole was? <laughs> she awesome. knew I was going to. I love making my mother-in-law uncomfortable. Now, here's my question. Did you ask her if she needed the colonoscopy from taking all the D? <laughs> I did not. Because if she, she knows that we used her for a segment, but she oh. doesn't listen to it. That's probably for the best, too. Probably, yeah. So, uh, yes, like, like you said, um, Madison came to me, and, you know, it was, it was perfect timing, too. Did I tell you this story? No. We, uh, see, it's, uh, you gotta go back to that episode that hasn't been recorded yet, but then you'll understand. Um, she came to me right after that. Okay. Like, literally the day after we found out. She doesn't know. I, I was going to ask you that, yeah. but off mic. Um, and she literally, the next day, suffice to say, it was the day after the worst fucking day of my life. I, I <laughs> it's weird because I'm going to respond to you whispering. I get it. I do. I get it. Um, but no, I don't have my ducks in a row for that. Okay. Um, but she comes to me literally after the worst day of our lives and just out of the blue says, daddy, I want a podcast. And so, I mean, of course my answer is You're fucking right. You do. <laughs> you know, you said that to her. Yeah. But you know, that's not unusual. You know, that's, that's always an ex. Um, Did you hear that CPS? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. I said, you know, okay, you got it. I said, but here's the thing. What do you want a podcast about? She says, Star Wars. Okay. Well, let, let's fucking do it. Again, I didn't swear at her. I've been drinking. Um, I said, let's do it. You know what? Okay. I said, you come up with a concept. I said, this is your show. I said, I'm going to be Mike 2. This is your show. She has no idea what Mike 2 means. Um, I said, so what are we going to talk about? Star Wars. Okay. What, what about Star Wars? How... how Star Wars saved the cheese. I'm like, what? <laughs> she says, yeah. And then she goes into a story about how Jin, which at this point she had not seen Rogue One yet, because I was still iffy about it. Yeah. Jin saved the cheese and something about the baloney. She goes into the story on the, the episode. Yeah, she tells and, the story. Yes. And I still don't understand what she was talking about, but you know what? She had a blast. And, and she took this and ran with it. She hit, came up with the idea, and then we, we had a doctor's appointment to take her to, and she got what they call a boogie board for Christmas, and it's basically this just LED board that you can draw on, and like, you need to come up with ideas for the show. I said, you need to take show notes. Well, she drew them out at her doctor's appointment while we were talking to the doctor, <laughs> and it was just this, 
I, I should have taken a picture because it was fucking hilarious. Something about Jen was up here and she was saving the cheese and the arms all stretched out. And then there's something grabbing under her ankle, and I'm like, what is that? She goes, oh, that's the ham. And that's why I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now, but it's like an acid trip, and it's fantastic. It's cold cuts cheese in Star Wars, man. You can't yes, go wrong. Yes, I know. That's, that's my life, basically. Um, but, yeah, and then we, we've had some discussions because, and I don't know if I told you this, but it is the fastest downloaded episode we've ever put out under the Geek Pod. Really? Podcast. Yes. Um, in under 24 hours, just through Podbean, it had 22 downloads. We've had some episodes that haven't done 22 episodes, uh, 22 downloads through Podbean. Eek. Um, so yeah, we have a seven-year-old who's, who's, like, kicking the pants off of us for downloads. And she's aware. Just so you know, she, she knows. Oh, great. Yeah. So, uh, we, we, she might be our superstar. Now, that episode went out. And mi- at midnight that night. Yeah. By 6 a.m., when I got up the next morning to go to work, I had Facebook messages about the episode already. I was already told that I may be losing my spot at the table. So, um, needless to say, I'm a little proud. And I, I definitely had a blast with it. There's, uh, there is one part in there that is a tearjerker part if you're, you know the full story. Because she says something in there that gets everybody that knows. And it's probably... Uh, you you might have yeah. caught it, too. When she talks about never giving up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, Erica at work. Um, she, uh, she was listening to it at work. And it hit that part, and she just lost it. Just completely lost it. But uh, second episode is forthcoming. Probably getting recorded tomorrow. And uh, she already has her topic for really two. good. Yes, yes. She wants to discuss superheroes. All right. So yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Now, Paul's doing the finger waving thing, and um, yeah. no, no, I Paul's I, doing I, the I have to drive home, so I'm done. I figured, but I just wanted to check. <clears throat> but you go nuts, man. Get down with your bad self. Why not? I don't have to drive anywhere until. <laughs> Get down with your hashtag evil self. Right. <laughs> now, this is the thing. Can I go from talking, like being the sweet dad thing, talking about this, and then revert back to Evil Paul? Does that work? Well, I'm pretty sure right before we started recording tonight, you said, I'm Paul motherfucking Showens, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I'm guessing so? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. I, I, just, just saying. I hear you. So have you um, noticed anything... Um, in the genre world, any uh, trends or anything that you're seeing a lot of lately pop up in your news feed or anything like that? This seems like something I probably should know. Yeah, I'm hoping so, considering that we're completely all out of show notes and we're just, you know, completely uh, winging this thing at this point. What are you referencing? Well, uh, okay. Every time I, I go to my Facebook feed, I'm there's a lot of crap I see in there all the time. But, uh, the poop emoji. Yeah. I see it all but the time. I'm wondering if this happens to other people. <laughs> so, so, your interests are different than mine. My Not interests, really. of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, I, I, we've already established I'm a fan of Supernatural. 
I cannot open up Facebook without seeing this video of Jensen Ackles with a guitar singing Simple Man. I haven't actually watched the thing, but it pops up for me all the time. Now, I love Supernatural, but I don't subscribe to any Supernatural pages or anything. There's nothing in my Facebook that has to do with Supernatural. Really? So I don't know why I'm constantly seeing this video of Jensen Ackles playing Simple Man. That's weird. Well, I'm just wondering, is there anything like that in your Facebook feed that it seems like Facebook is pulling from your other things, your other internet searches or something, and constantly populating the same thing? It's hard, though, because like anything that I do have interest of, I'm like a member of a group for, or I've like liked that particular thing to pull it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not sure, but you know what? Let's, let's do a reference check. All right. And hopefully, Paul's. I can talk at the same time while I'm doing this. Can you talk and pull up Facebook at the same time? I don't know, Paul. I mean, I, I, I was under the impression you could do anything. Pr- Did you just call me a prick? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I open up my my feed and immediately I see uh, a smiling face that I wasn't expecting to see. Was it the Watchman smiley face? Are we going to talk about that? That is kind of exciting. It is the next event that's coming. You know, Batman and Batman and uh, Flash yes. investigating forestry uh, crossover, right? I believe so. Yeah, two of each. Of yeah, their... yeah. I'm 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 actually really excited about that only because DC's done a lot of strange things recently. They've done a lot of reboots and all that kind of stuff. Um, pulling Watchmen into their universe uh, while on paper looks really strange and bizarre. For me, it's the most interesting thing they've done in 10 years. Yeah, really. Uh, and, and it's because Dr. Manhattan potentially has the ability to rewrite reality. Yes. He's a very, very powerful character. And for them to discover a very, very powerful character who may have been doing things for years and they didn't know it. It just seems like a very interesting story. I also hope that it somehow leads to uh, the comedian getting resurrected and becoming a regular DC superhero. Because I love the comedian. Or Rorschach. I'll take either one. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard to do anything with those characters with the way Watchmen ended. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. They were some good characters. They were the best characters. Um, especially the comedian, best character you know in the entire thing, and he dies right at the beginning. Yes. Well, best character, worst character, same idea. You know. Yeah. It was kind of a scuzzy rapist. I don't care. Doesn't He's make him an interesting less of a character. cool character. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. And he was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so. There's a lot there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's pretty badass. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I had something. Damn it, Paul. You distracted me. Oh, it was the Facebook feed thing. And mine is not showing anything out of the ordinary. No? No. Nothing weird? No. Nothing strange? Not anymore strange. So do we want to, uh, do we want to broach um, GeekPod Blue and GeekPod Gold? Let's do that. All right. Let, let's see what the audience thinks about it. I mean, because it, not that it fucking matters because we're going to do what we want anyway. But, uh, yeah. Tell them, tell them what's on your mind. Okay. So, Paul and I have been uh, discussing the fact that uh, we are not timely. Uh, it is very difficult because we record every other week, uh, except there's live shows and things that sometimes get in the way. And then there's life, and there's just shit that's more important. So, we can't always be here every two weeks. And I constantly find myself curating the news in the past two weeks to the most important things uh, that I think have to be touched on. And we were talking about you know, how we could 
get out there more. And if you're aware, you know, uh, in the 90s, X-Men uh, had two teams. They had X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue, and that's actually coming back this year. They're going to come back with two teams. And I got this idea. I got it. Was this my, can I this say that? Your this idea. was yeah, my idea. Definitely. I got this idea. What if we did Geek Pod Gold and Geek Pod Blue? Okay, now hear me out. Uh, I am going to be uh, setting up a little mini studio at my house. Paul's got the equipment that we normally record with uh, at his place. And we're going to start doing <clears throat> separate podcasts, little short ones, you know, 15, 20 minutes, Geek Pod Gold and Geek Pod Blue, in the attempt to get, you know, two podcasts out a week. <clears throat> this is in addition to the other stuff we do. This is so that we can talk about things topically. Yes, it'll just be one of us unless, you know, you, you bring somebody in or something like that, you know, whatever. Uh, you've got your own thing. This is not to break up the brand. This is not, you know, Paul and I don't want to work together anymore. This really is just so we can get more shit out there on a regular basis. What this is, is this is more for you guys. You guys deserve yeah. more than once every few weeks. Yes, exactly. They deserve more of you every few weeks. Well, is yeah. What, is what you said. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the reason that it really works is thematically, if you take blue and you take gold together, what do you get? Put, what do you get if you put those together? You get the green. You get green. You get Geek Pod green. So we've got blue and gold doing our own things. When we get together, it's Geek Pod green. Thematically, it's fucking awesome, and it allows us to have a larger presence on the web. It allows us to get you more timely information and our thoughts on that. Which will probably be more of your thing. Because I'm not timely on anything. Well, you, you can talk about whatever you want, really. Yeah. But really, the whole idea is we want to put more stuff in our feed. We want to put more episodes out there. And we think this is a good way to do it. So it's not really a matter of... We just isn't a matter of wanting to do solo projects. I'm sorry. I come from, you know, musician. You know, this kind of talk usually is, oh, I want to do my own solo project. It's not about that. It's not about that. No, it, it's about wanting to put more stuff out there. And if, let's say something's going on and Paul's going to be away and we can't record on our normal two-week cycle, I have equipment so that we can at least put something in the Geek Pod feed. Or he can put something in the Geek Pod feed on Thursday, you know, while, right. while he is around or whatever. We can get more stuff out to you. And I, we want to hear what your thoughts are, but I think it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, it will require us to actually be a little more focused because uh, you've done one-man shows before. Yeah, um, You really need to know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. To actually have a story break and talk about it that day. How often does that happen? That only happens when I check my news feed right before Paul hits record. <laughs> yeah. And usually shit doesn't happen on Saturday morning. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's a good thing for us. It's, it's definitely nothing that, that the Legion needs to worry about. It's the, the, the band isn't breaking up. I hate you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, the way you put it off, Mike, was perfect. If this were the WWE, this is Raw and SmackDown. And then when we come back to the main show, it's the pay-per-views. Exactly. That's perfect. Okay. And, uh, before I get into the, uh, WTF, do you have anything left you want to get into? I do. I want to tell you I was wrong. I'm sorry, what? I was wrong. No, dude, that, that's my line for you, <laughs> not the other way around. I've admitted I was wrong more than once on Mike. Do uh, you remember a while back I said I was a little concerned about the um, Bethesda's uh, remaster of Skyrim 
and how I was concerned that we're now taking five-year-old games and remastering them and selling them at full price. Slapping a new coat of paint on it. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Now, all, all of my uh, fears were warranted to a degree because here's the thing. If you already owned Skyrim on the PC and you had all, bought all of the DLC that came along with it, so you had the, the complete version, yeah. you actually got the enhanced version for free. Because that's what they're calling it. You got it for free. Nice. Loaded right into your Steam account. So basically, they, they gave it away to, for free to people that bought everything. Okay, now you couldn't really do that with because it came out on the last generation con- consoles. So you couldn't really do that because this only came out for the PS4. So you couldn't... There, there was no way to make that happen for the consoles because you would have yeah. bought all the, the DLC on the PS3. Uh, but I uh, grabbed it for the PS4 uh, when it went uh, 50% off over Christmas. And while... They've admitted, because they said part of the reason they did it for free on PC was because um, most of the changes they made were already available by mods anyway. Nice. They, they basically admitted that the community had uh, done a lot of that job. Uh, dude, I have put close to 50 hours into this game. Nice. In three weeks. Really? Yeah, it was after Christmas um, that I grabbed it. Uh now, interestingly enough, I went and looked at my Steam totals because I never, originally, I never beat Skyrim. In fact, I never got that far into the main quest. I got fucking lost. I installed a, <laughs> light, a lightsaber mod and I just wandered around fucking killing shit with a lightsaber. I put 200 hours into that game. Never beat the main game. This is without any of the DLC or anything. Right, this is just the core game. Core game. I'm about, um, like I said, about 50 hours into it now have beat the core game and all the DLC. <laughs> nice. Um, there, there are a lot of side missions I haven't gone on. Uh, some stuff I did originally, like the, the Companions quest and stuff. Uh, but the reason I, I'm talking about it is I am completely lost in Skyrim. I dream about Skyrim. Um, I started watching Vikings, um, like I said, partly because, you know, the, the, the ladies I work with are always talking about the show. But, I mean, I watched the show and I can clearly see that well, okay, maybe it wasn't influenced by Skyrim, but they, they come from the same mold. Uh, the They had an episode um, near the end of the first season where they went to their um, their highest religious place. You know, they, they had to travel to whatever that chapel was. And, I mean, the, the, the fucking vistas and the fucking shit on top of the mountain was straight out of Skyrim. Nice. I, I'm pretty sure that the show came out after Skyrim, so I, I'm not sure if either of them influenced each other, but it, it just fits with what my mindset is right now. And I am enjoying the shit out of it. So the greatest part about it is, yes, there's a main quest line. And you can see your quests in your menu screen, but you also accrue side quests as you talk to people like, hey, can you do this or whatever? And it gets crazy because you end up with like these huge quest lists and you have to clear them out. Uh, I am trying to clear out my quest lists, but uh, one of the great things about the game is it has something called the Radiant Quest System, which basically means that there are unlimited quests. Um, there is a, a system where even if you've beaten everything... You'll be walking down the road, and some dude will walk up to you. It's a courier. He's like, hey, I have a message for you. It's a letter, and the letter set tells you to go here and do this and that. And they, they probably get repetitive after a while. I mean, there's right. only so many of them. But the idea is that the great part of this game is you can just explore. Walk around this beautiful, beautiful landscape. I mean, dude, Paul, I can't even tell you how beautiful it is, even on the PS4. Fucking gorgeous. Nice. With um, environments raging from on top of a mountain in the middle of a blizzard to uh, blizzard to a, a, a forest 
with fall foliage. Uh, it's just uh, amazing. And the fact that it really is unlimited replayability, because I'm just wandering around and finding shit. And still filling up my quest. I mean, yeah, I've beaten the main quest, but my, my que- both my quest lists are still completely full. Uh, I probably have 25 miscellaneous quests, and th- there's there's the miscellaneous ones, and then there's they're not part of the main ones, but they're the bigger ones, the more involved yeah. ones, and I, I have like 15 of those right now, <clears throat> and I'm just trying to get through them all. Nice. And I know there's stuff like there's the uh, Fighter's Guild and the Thief's Guild stuff I haven't even touched. I mean, there, there's so much more to do, and I think I'm going to put a, another 200 hours into this game. Oh, I believe again. it. Um, if you have not played it... I have not. I do own it really uh for ps3 PS3. i bought it um because uh six months ago or so i went on a kick where i started buying games i bought the game of thrones telltale game yeah i remember that and uh injustice injustice i bought a street fighter game and i bought skyrim now i have not played skyrim or street fighter or game of thrones but i have them Oh, and now we, now we own um, Minecraft as well. You know what we should do, Paul? We should do a Skyrim podcast. Get you to play it. A couple hours of it, and then sit down and talk about it. Doesn't have to be a regular thing, but... I, I, like, I like the idea. I, I would I would love to see your opinion, because you've never... If, if I'm understanding this correctly, I mean, you've never played Fallout. No. You never played Elder Scrolls. Okay, no, so, Destiny, none okay. of those. Well, well, I'm, I say Fallout and Elder Scrolls because those are both Bethesda games. And Bethesda oh, okay. has, software has a very unique way of creating worlds that you can just get lost in. Nice. And, I, mean, that's re- I mean, to be honest with you, what I enjoy about this game the most is the fact that I don't actually have to follow the quest. If I just wander around, even if I've been through that area a hundred times, I will find shit or shit will find me. And the great thing about PS4 is you now have some limited mod support. On Xbox, they can actually use their own created assets, but on the PS4, uh, Sony will not allow them to use anything but the game assets, so you're very limited in the mods that you can have. Nice. Um, no, so it's not it's nice. as intended, though, right? Well, well, more... Here, to a degree. I mean, on Xbox, you can actually get completely custom armors and things like that. On PS4, they can't put anything in that isn't already in the game. They can mm-hmm. tweak settings and things like that. But they can't create something completely new, unfortunately. I mean, they can still create new dungeons and all that kind of stuff and quests and things, but they all have to be created out of existing assets. Gotcha. On the Xbox, they can create their own assets. Which is where you get your lightsaber mods. And yeah, yeah. Like there that. can't be a lightsaber mod on the PS4. But you, but you know what really helps it? I mean, and, and here's the thing, and I, this, I'm cheating like a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I loaded this thing up. The first thing I did was find a, a God Mode mod um, and got a, a Ring of God Mode and uh, got myself a super overpowered bow and God Arrows. Now, has that um, made me get through the game faster? Yeah, of course. Right. Uh, but the point was, um, I'm older now. I don't have time to play games, even though I'm making a hell of a lot of time to play this. Um, <laughs> I don't want to fuck with it. I just want to enjoy it. Right. And one of the things that I, the originally when I played Skyrim, I wanted to play with a bow and arrow, but the bows and arrows are so underpowered when you start. Here's the thing. If you're a guy and I shoot you with an arrow through the fucking chest... It doesn't matter what your life meter says. You're not going to come at me just as hard as you just were. You're going to fucking fall down, and then I'm going to run up and stab you. Um, in the in the vanilla game, I mean, you shoot a guy with they, they've got life bars, okay? Right. And 
Uh, it's okay. I don't care if an arrow doesn't immediately kill somebody, but they're running at me. I shoot them with an arrow. They continue running at me and try to shoot me. That's yeah, not realistic. No, they don't. <laughs> and, and it's not fun. So now I, I have you know one arrow, boom, you're done, whatever you are. It's a little unrealistic, but it, it was too... Um, so the, it, the realism did not impede my enjoyment of the game because I just wanted to play. I want to wander around. A fucking grizzly bear comes out of nowhere and gets me. I just want to fucking kill it. I don't want right. to worry about my character dying. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, and you want to enjoy playing the yeah, game. And I am having the time of my life. I have not had this much fun with a video game since Fallout 3. Well, you're, you're laughing your ass off. <laughs> because I almost went into another uh, Dirty Dancing... Uh, really? Uh, Two of them in one the, episode? The, do it, do it. Just say it. I've had <laughs> the time of my life. See, there's the difference. You can say I cannot... <laughs> They don't know that, though. Well, they do now. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one of these days we should use that to our advantage. You know, I'm surprised that we... I wish we had the equipment, you know? I mean, we could do, like, custom fucking guitar rock intros and shit like that if we just had the shit to do it with. Right. If I still had all my stuff. I can't help you there. I know you can't. This is as far as I can go. Lots of empty beer bottles. (laughs) Anyway, all right, so you have a WTF file. I would uh, really like to hear this. <clears throat> okay, now this one I actually wrote before Christmas, just so you know. So I may have to fix it on the fly. Um, <clears throat> so it's coming now, I think, with the Legion out there and you in particular, that I decided to start training with our good friends at the Gathering of the Sabres in the Shopping Town Mall. Well, in order to do that, I needed my own saber, right? Yeah. So, with guidance from uh, Sifu Iglesias, I uh, I ordered and received my kick-ass stunt saber. It, uh, it finally arrived the weekend of, what, the first week in December? Second week, I think. Okay. I think, I think they showed up on the 6th. Okay, let's go with that. Um, and I was super psyched to have it. You know that. You saw the pictures and everything. And uh, it was a Christmas gift, so I wasn't allowed to have it yet, but I did convince the wife that we needed to at least, you know, unbox it and make sure it wasn't broken or built wrong or anything. So I got it out of the box, and I'm admiring it. You know, waving it around, got it lit up, doing the whole thing. Were you making noises? No. Kristen was. Oh, really? Yes. She she wanted to know why I didn't make the noises, and I said because that's like a lot of two hundred fifty dollars more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm I'm doing my thing, and all of a sudden, a tiny hand reaches up and pushes the button. Blade snaps to life with a dazzling purple glow. I glance down to see Kylie standing there, serious as could be, hand still on the hilt of my lightsaber. She locks eyes with me and slowly, slowly reaches up with her other hand, and grasp the weapon, and firmly start to pull it away from me. (laughs) I give her a funny look. She says to me, all calmly and matter-of-factly, I need this. (laughs) Pulls the saber out of my hand, and proceeds to clunk it to the ground, because, you know, it's way too heavy for her. But what the fuck? The kid that hates Star Wars snatched my saber away. She was a little saber thief. So w- when are we going to fight, Paul? What, when are we both going to have them on hand together? Probably the birthday party. 
I, you know, I, I could have brought mine tonight. You should have. I want to see you. It. On the other hand, lucked out even more than me. I ordered my own saber. Apparently, because we have a sponsorship deal that will be going into effect soon, you were gifted a lightsaber. I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> but you know what I, I did discover is my lightsaber has the rechargeable port, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But you know, it, it, in fairness, it, it's kind of an equal trade because I think that uh, I've only seen pictures of yours. You're going to show me after we're done. We hit, stop. You got, it's no? in the bedroom. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, you definitely got the better hill. Because know? I got to pick out. Yeah, I, like, I didn't like, know what I was going to get. Um, they They... Gifted you yours, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you basically got what they decided you were getting. Yeah, nice. But yeah, very happy with it. You know what? It's funny. Is uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm at home. I'm doing my job. Got my headphones on. I get a phone call. Customer starts. Maybe maybe it's just a nice call, or maybe it's starting to irritate me. I reach over. I grab my lightsaber. I turn it on. I'm swinging it around. Listening to them, talking to them, it has become an actual calming tool for me. That's and cool. the cats love it. So if the cats are in there, I mean, they'll chase it around. Uh, it's like sometimes when, especially if you do customer service, you need something to keep you um, centered sometimes while you're talking mm-hmm. to people. And I have two things. I have my uh, my plasma ball, which was also nice. a Christmas yeah. thing. Yeah, plasma yes. ball. And I have my lightsaber, and they both have helped me immensely. So... Uh, by the way, if you've ever thought about it, getting a lightsaber, you can get one for about 90 bucks. No sound, but it'll have a lights, um, battle ready if you actually, you know, a strong blade yes. uh, from Ultra Sabers. Seriously, it's, it's about the coolest thing I own. Um, give it a shot if you've ever thought about it, because it, it, while it seems like a stupid thing, you can't. it's one of those things you can't actually do anything with unless you're going to actually duel with lightsabers, which yes. we're going to do. Um, but... Having it, I mean, I can say I have a motherfucking lightsaber. You do, with like literally with a combat blade. Yeah, I have because a motherfucking they, they lightsaber. They went all the, all out, right? Yeah, you got a combat blade. Ha- ultra uh, ultra edge heavy duty blade. You had the ultra edge, nice. Yes. I, I, you know what? I saw it, but I still don't remember. Now, what color? Green blade. Green. That's right, because I went with the purple. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think you know this yet, but there is another Ultra Saber in this house. Really? Madison will be receiving hers from Jedi Master Iglesias at her birthday party. Really? She doesn't know it, but she picked out everything. That one I can get to. That's in my office upstairs. Uh, What color is the blade? Orange. She chose the, uh, the fire orange. Nice. Which was my second choice, so I was I was thrilled to see it. Yeah. Looks phenomenal. You'll see it when we're done recording. Okay. Here in about two minutes. And you know what? I might even risk waking up the wife and go get mine for you. Yeah? Yeah. Um, actually, on that note, because I, I'm so excited about lightsabers, let's close this show out. Peace out. This has been a GeekPod Network production. Want to help the show? Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Need to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com. Or send us a tweet at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Now the time has come for leaving, fear, now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we gotta run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass.
making sure that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh. Yeah, we'll have ourselves a laugh. We'll meet again. Don't know Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, Geekpad Network production. <laughs> of course, they have beefs as soon as we Son of a bitch. <laughs> you had a pretty good voice for that. I w- it's Saturday and fuck. Say <laughs> shit. <laughs> as soon as I hit record, the freaking the, the, it popped the other screen back on me.